What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your awesome host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my show. This is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest of the Amazon and e-commerce space. This is episode 135. If you missed me, I was actually gone for a week. So if you think it's been a while since we've had a live broadcast, you're right. And I appreciate you uh, noticing that, that I've been gone, but we're back better than ever. We're going to be bringing awesome content today. Of course, is what we do on this show. But before we dive right into what our topic is today, this show is presented by Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong provides over 1 million customers now cr- helping people cross-border payments-wise $150 million a day with VAs, manufacturers, suppliers all over the world, help them repatriate their money back into their own pockets and helping them now have transacted over $90 billion to date. So if you want to work with Ping Pong, you want to save money and put more money back to your bottom line, go ahead and sign up with the Ping Pong account today. Start building your brand internationally and start saving some money today. So with that being said, you want to go ahead and sign up later today for an account. Go ahead and check out that link below and you'll be able to get hooked up there. Mention Crossover Commerce, of course, when you sign up and you talk to someone from there as well. That being said, we're going to talk a little bit about a specific nation that I have have very high interest in. Um, I'm located in the United States, as a lot of people and a lot of sellers are located. This is where lots of international sellers are putting their time, money, and effort into. But a lot of people have that uh, the trouble in terms of concepts of getting their products from either China or India or wherever it might be and getting it on a boat and over to the United States in a timely fashion. So I've always wanted to know specifically what other options exist out there what other things can i do maybe as a seller maybe as an entrepreneur to to see what's maybe closer what else is uh possible so here in the united states um my network of people have pointed me to um omer and his team over there at Wittrek. um they're talking about manufacturing and contract manufacturing in uh mexico and that's what we're going to be talking about today so that being said i want to drive right into it what is it why does it matter? And who is it going to be applicable for? If you're listening to this, we're going to answer all those questions. Without further ado, let me bring in Omer uh, from Wittrek. Uh, Omer, thanks for hopping on Crossover Commerce Day. Hi, Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, you're actually in, um, you said Hungary. Is that what we were talking about right before you hopped on here? Yes. Right I'm, I'm, um, I have many houses in many places. Uh, I used to live in the US. I live in Mexico now and I have a house in Europe, so I'm uh, pretty much moving around, but my base is definitely Mexico. Now I'm in, on vacation visiting the family in Europe. That's amazing. Well, and that, that's amazing what you say, many houses, and I, I get jealous when people say, I have many houses everywhere. You're, you, have, you have built up uh, something. Your, your backgrounds were pretty fascinating when I was reading through it, and we kind of touched on it um, in, in the introduction, in the comment section, actually. You've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You've been in many different industries, um, but biotech and experimental marketing. So well, how did how did you get from there all the way to you now helping people with manufacturers, distributors? What's well, kind of been that journey for you? I think there is a silver line uh, between uh, what I've done in the past and where I am today. And throughout my career, uh, I was an, a, 
an entrepreneur from day one. I, I think that throughout the last 24 years, I worked only a couple of years for other companies. Um, I love the creation. I love the, the, the challenge. I love going out there and create something that nobody has thought about before and, uh, and compete for the clients and, and, uh, and bring value to, uh, to uh, people around me. I think that uh, what I realized after 20 years of career is that I, I get pretty bored after a few years in a, in, a, in a certain industry. So I've been, again, been in biotech. I've been in rest. I had four restaurants in my life. I was uh, leading a company that was doing experiential marketing uh, all over the U.S. that was sold internationally. Uh, and uh, at some point, gets the point where, where uh, the, the, pro, the, the, the idea gets into the level of uh, a, an actual product. The product is running. Everything is great. And at this point, I realized that I'm losing a bit interest in it. And currently, with my current work and my current uh, uh, job and, uh, and company, I think I've uh, reached the point where I'm really brought everything together and, and, uh, and find the, the dream career. And the reason that, for that is that I'm exposed to so many new ideas and so many uh, great entrepreneurs that um, come with uh, solutions for problems that are out there. Uh, and I'm getting to jump on projects, different projects, and helping them uh, in the process for success. So I'm, I'm working in areas anywhere from electronics to apparel, and, and it's just exciting to see the, the amazing ideas out there and to be part of it. So that, that's a real joy for me. Well, that, I mean, that sounds like a great uh, mindset you have in actually finding a problem and you're trying to fix that for a lot of people, but you're, you're I feel like you're living in a space where a lot of people don't understand maybe what that is or what that solution to that problem that a lot of people are asking themselves every single day is. And it could be as simple as, hey, look at a different country, look at a different opportunity or just a different setup in terms of sourcing or manufacturing or goods. So I guess my first question is, uh, right when you were uh, sending over topic ideas maybe for this talk is contract manufacturing. Uh, it seems simple in concept, but let's let's kind of break it down what is it and who does this going to apply to when we're we're discussing these topics today i think that contract manufacturing is uh, the for an entrepreneur is to find the right partner uh, to take the idea that he has and basically make it a reality let's see if, if we want to really simplify uh, what it means on my end is definitely taking the idea bringing the the team of experts around the idea understanding exactly what the client is looking to uh, produce. Many times the ideas are uh, not uh, all well thought about and there are things that still need improvement. Uh, so we take it from the idea phase and, and basically work on it, prepare it for manufacturing, for mass manufacturing, uh, and then uh, do the manufacturing and send it over to the client. So that's contract manufacturing, basically giving to... to uh, to outsourcing the manufacturing outside of your uh, your control and giving uh, another company that is an expert in finding the right suppliers and the right manufacturers to do the job for you and bring you even better product than what you you had in your mind. So why so why Mexico? There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of people tend to go to <clears throat> maybe like a, a solution or a nation like China or India, which is a really budding market. Obviously, Mexico for a lot of U.S. sellers, it's a lot closer 
and there's that there's that pro i would think what, what are kind of i guess my question to you is why mexico and, and why focus on a on that nation i think that uh, the the market has changed dramatically uh, since the corona but it started uh, 10 15 years ago so mexico was always a manufacturing uh, country uh, there there are huge industries of uh, automotive aerospace uh, industries here so traditionally uh, you saw 15 years ago already a movement towards uh, uh, production in mexico especially for the industries like i mentioned uh, there is a huge talent there there is a, a lot it's 130 million uh, 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 people uh, country so there the, you can find basically anybody that you need for the to, to put in uh, manufacturing now specifically what happened in the last year and a half since corona happened we all know that uh, um, uh, transportation and shipment has uh, changed dramatically there are a lot of uh, issues uh, shipping from uh, the far east to the us add to that the administrative uh, the administration uh, the trump administration that put a lot of uh, obstacles for uh, importing from uh, china uh, and the agreement between canada mexico and the us and you you find yourself a country that is uh, perfect for the north american uh, market for manufacturing uh, the advantages of uh, manufacturing in mexico is not only with the uh, time to delivery to the to the client so obviously it's much faster to uh, uh, bring the product the end product to the client but it's also reliability i think that a lot of people are uh, uh, feeling very uncomfortable going to a chinese or uh, indian manufacturer there is the the language barrier the culture barrier uh, and uh, the the history of uh, china of basically copying every idea that is uh, out there Mexico, it doesn't exist. You, you, you hardly. The, the, it's, it's a different mentality. Mexicans are understand the American mentality much more than the Chinese. A lot of people speak English, so there is no issue of communication. Uh, and uh, the proximity to the borders means that a lot of the people are actually visited the U.S. and know uh, Americans uh, uh, and knows the the, the, the culture. So I think uh, when you bring all of it together, we only talk about the price. The, is there a, how, how big is the price difference between China and Mexico? And, and by all uh, uh, measurement nowadays, the prices are the same. If you take into consideration the shipment costs, the taxes, the, the cost of uh, uh, production, uh, we are uh, talking about very similar prices with all the advantages that I just mentioned. Yeah, I was going to say with all those different factors that used to be a pro in favor of uh, sourcing from overseas, right? We had the ability to now it, it's caught up where the market is. I think as recently as you know a week or so ago, when I last looked at numbers, you're talking about numbers for containers have either quadrupled or forexed. Um, you're talking about times of. I know it doesn't sound like a joke to a lot of sellers and entrepreneurs who this is happening to, but you just get pictures of uh, the Burbank coast of where all the containers are sitting, you know, tens of thousands of containers are sitting on boats and they're stacked, you know, rows deep, uh, just waiting to be unloaded. So all this being said, there's, there's so many factors of time of you're not getting your goods into where else is quicker uh, money, which is now kind of level playing field. Um, and then just effort in terms of trying to figure out, like you said, 
who, who can I rely on? Who can I know for a fact that it's going to be quality product here in time? And, you know, is it going to effectively change how my working relationship with either current supplier or someone I'm looking for in the future? So, so the Mexican economy, you, you said it's always been there. Yeah. We're talking about automotive, bigger industries for maybe like an SMB. Who, who, who should be for different topics and uh, conversations and categories in Amazon? What, what's a good option to look at Mexico? Maybe if I'm in home or homewares or if I'm in bigger products, like who, who should be looking into Mexico first and foremost um, to have a pretty seamless transition? So I think that uh, uh, you can find a lot of industries here from printing to electronics, uh, woodwork, glasswork, furniture, uh, all of them can be found in Mexico. Uh, very few uh, clients that approached me or potential clients that approached me uh, got a negative answer from me. So we have a team that is actually doing a market research and uh, uh, pulling the right manufacturers in Mexico. And I can count on one hand the, the number of uh, clients that didn't find a solution in Mexico. I think that also one thing that we, we left out is the time zone. Very important right. for a, a client, especially if it's a small entrepreneur, to be able to jump on a call or to be able to uh, jump on a plane and in two hours to be in a, in a, in a meeting in the factory that uh, produces his uh, items and to be able to touch and to feel. I think that uh, really in terms of industries, you can find almost everything. I'm not saying that everything exists here. Obviously, each country has... Uh, its own uh, uh, specialization, but since it's a, such a massive uh, country, there are regions here, and each region is specializing in different uh, industries. So you can pretty much find everything. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, uh, this is worth mentioning that uh, uh, time zone is very important, and I see it a lot on my day-to-day -day work with uh, with uh, entrepreneurs that used to uh, work with uh, China or. Uh, uh, Indonesia or other uh, countries that are producing and suddenly it became much easier and the communication and the ability to get, get an answer almost immediately is a game changer for them. And uh, Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that, that that is a great point that you brought up is time zone of you don't have to stay up either late night. I know on East Coast, I still have trouble just communicating people on the West Coast, which is only four hours ahead of me, but in China, it's 12 hours almost entirely if not more ahead of you. So that, that is a big component of that. Um, so when I'm going through this process and I'm, I'm new, maybe I'm working in China uh, with a product or maybe I'm new, like what, what am I going to notice right away if I'm going the contract manufacturing route instead of working directly with a, a manufacturer? Is that, is my contract with you? Is my contract with um, the, the supplier, the, the, who, 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 who am I working with directly in that regards? I think it, it, it's a big mistake to go directly and uh, look for a manufacturer. There are so many manufacturers that want your money. They want they, they, they want to get uh, the contract and they will promise everything that they need to promise in order to secure the contract. And it will be very, very hard for you to actually manage it and for you to actually uh, make sure that the quality is, uh, is there and that they are uh, delivering on what they promised. I think that working out of the country without uh, a company like ours that is actually the foot on the grounds, that uh, knows the local laws, that uh, visit the facilities uh, on a regular basis, that is having their own uh, quality control team, 
uh, and negotiate the prices for the client, uh, I think it's a big mistake. I think that uh, we on, not only bring value in terms of uh, making the whole process easy for the client, but we are actually the project manager of it, which means that we uh, um, deliver not only the, from time and quality point of view, but we actually bring better prices to our clients than what otherwise they would uh, get because they don't know the culture. They don't understand how much they can actually save. And uh, I, I think it's a no-brainer for uh, entrepreneurs once they make the decision to manufacture outside of uh, their country to come to a, com a company like ours and uh, contract with us. So what, what are what are the misconceptions of working with uh, uh, maybe a factory in China? Like, or excuse me, not in China, like China versus Mexico. Um, for example, I've heard maybe like slower pace of Mexico. Like they don't turn Manana, off goods as Manana. quickly as... <laughs> exactly. The manana mentality. The manana mentality. Exactly. Manana means tomorrow in Spanish. Right. And, like we'll uh, get to it tomorrow or like delay it a yeah. little bit. Like yeah. for, for an entrepreneur, that might be not okay. Obviously, like time is money. What is that? Is that a misconception or is that is there truth to that? Or what's kind of that well, mentality? It's not a black and white answer of obviously there are uh, manufacturers sure. in, uh, in Mexico that are amazing. And there are manufacturers that when uh, it comes to time, they tell you one time and they deliver on a different time. Uh, there are ways to solve it. So they're not doing it because they are uh, bad at what they are doing, many of them. They are doing it because they don't have the, the capability to plan a project. That, that's the simple truth of that. So the, the, in, in those kind of uh, projects, what I've realized is that uh, they can be great manufacturers, but they don't take into consideration all the, the moving parts of a project. And that's, in many cases, is the reason why it happened. And of course, for the end uh, client, for the, 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 the entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Because if he, if he promises uh, clients to deliver it on uh, time X and it arrives at time Y, then all the excuses in the world doesn't work. This is our job. So this is why we are uh, the, the ones that is working with the manufacturers. We had projects that I put one of my guys in the, in the uh, factory on a daily basis. He was for their one month making sure that the production line is going smoothly and there are no issues and we made sure that we deliver on the time that we promised. And my company is actually, uh, once we start a project and we sign a contract, the, in the contract there is the timeline and if we don't mm -hmm. deliver on that timeline, we pay a penalty and, and we, we put the same contracts with our uh, manufacturers making sure that everybody is liable for the mistakes and the, the delays making sure that uh, the, the client at the end of the day, if he pays the money, he gets what he, he was uh, promised to be delivered on. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that, that's reassuring in terms of being able to, you know, stay competitive, but also know that time is not going to be a burden in that case. Is there, when I'm coming day-to-day -day basis too, in terms of like money, um, a lot of our clients, especially with ping pong, like we are, a lot of people are forced to pay in the United States dollar, um, which is not a good thing for a lot of sellers, which there's that disconnect in terms of the buffer. When it comes to paying out manufacturers in Mexico, is the peso accepted often or is that preferred or is Absolutely. the dollar still? Well, what, what's kind of that working relationship? 
So we have, we have uh, uh, two legal entities, one in the US and one in uh, Mexico in order to make it easier for our clients. When we charge our clients, uh, we actually charge them in Mexican peso, but they pay in dollars, in US dollars. So it makes it easier for them. They pay it to an American bank uh, and uh, we take care of the rest of uh, moving the money to Mexico and, and dealing with all the bureaucracy of that. So they pay in Mexican peso, but they pay it in US dollars. So they don't have the conversion fees and it's very easy for them to, to work with us. Okay. So that makes sense. And obviously, hopefully you're working with a solution like a ping pong to, to help with that conversion. But that being said, uh, it's not about me. It's about uh, your solution. So what what's kind of the, the biggest... We, we, uh, we're actually the one that used the ping pong in order to move the money. So the money right. needs to get to the, to the end uh, supplier and definitely... A solution like ping pong is something that we are uh, very much appreciative of because because of the it helps us as a company to move the money around right and saves money at the bottom line uh yeah. but yeah it, it i agree uh so where where's the savings coming from with working with you is it is it that financial uh like is there a margin where you're not going back and forth with working directly with the manufacturer instead you have that trusted network uh, that you're working with is it is it the time is it the money how are you able to negotiate like rates is, is there what are the factors that people can save money that way so i think that uh, we bring a lot of value to uh both sides we bring a, a lot of value for, to the manufacturers that many of them don't have uh, an opening to uh the north american market uh, and uh, this is for them a great opportunity to uh to touch a much bigger uh, market with much more money uh, so obviously we can negotiate the prices much better than uh, the local uh, uh, clients. Uh, we had uh, there is also a huge difference between manufacturing costs in the U.S. versus uh, um, Mexico, obviously because of the cost of uh, uh, the workforce. Uh, so it comes to that uh, that you have both our negotiations uh, uh, strength. And the, the the difference in the purchasing power and the, the workforce cost in Mexico, and you get a better price uh, to manufacture. Uh, the money or the, the fees that we charge uh, is uh, from the end product. So the, our clients is actually looking at the, the end fee and if they agree to it, and if this is something that they compare to other markets and it works for them, then they will work with us. I think that for them, when especially those that already tried manufacturing uh, in other countries or uh, in the U.S., they realize that the cost of manufacturing is not the only cost. You have so many things that come into it that eventually create the, the final cost of uh, the product. Uh, and a lot of that we save by being the one that's actually responsible for the manufacturing process. So a lot of things... I'll just give you an example of a client that we had that went to a, a different uh, route. I don't want to say the country. And uh, a lot of the products went back and they were uh, faulty. And that caused him a, a huge damage. And maybe the, the end price was a bit uh, more cost effective than what we end up uh, offering him. But when he received the, the goods from us, it was perfectly done. And there were no additional costs to him once he, he, he received it in the U.S. So entrepreneurs need to take into consideration that 
price is one thing is only one element of uh, uh, of uh, the the final cost uh, uh, for for them they need to take into consideration all the obstacles that are that will be on the way the energy and the time that you they will put into it and and once you take this off the table and you have somebody reliable that you can trust and, and uh, do the work for you it saves you a lot of time to actually concentrate on your real goal which is continuing developing new ideas reaching to new clients expanding your market this is where the focus of an entrepreneur should be not in manufacturing unless his his business is manufacturing right well and and i've always found it fascinating from my perspective that the logistics and supply chain kind of segment of being an entrepreneur it doesn't just exist on online right not just for online sellers it this exists for just any sort of retail online no matter who you are if you're selling a good or a product you're going to run into these issues so my question to you is why focus is the focus now going to be more online sellers or is it do you have those like relationships with like wholesalers like what where, where does the the business for you and contract manufacturing does that does that provide so, more yeah i was gonna say where's the focus does it go more towards smbs or does it go more toward enterprise level enterprise level uh brands uh, we are actually right now focused more on the small medium businesses uh, the reason being is that uh, we realize that there is a niche market where they don't have the expertise the big companies they have their their own expert uh, doing the the market research and sometimes opening their own offices a small uh, entrepreneur doesn't have this capability he's relying on uh, on a search he's doing online in his limited time or a, a re referral from a friend that has some uh, cousin that is working in that is industry it's never uh, too deep this kind of uh, market research we are serving as an arm to those uh, companies basically an arm that will dedicate the time to do the market research to do the vetting process and to bring to the table the right uh, uh, partners to that uh, project uh, and i think that uh, it's it's revolutionary in the sense that most of the companies that are doing similar activity to us are focused more on the big players uh, and it's understandable the the margin the 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 uh, projects are much bigger but what we believe in is that when we, we when we take in a, a business we see the potential moving forward we don't just look at the first project or the second project we want to grow with those uh, uh, clients and we, we we had clients that exploded in the US and they the, the reason being is that because they had the, the ability to focus on what they do best and they, they are working with us now that they are bigger and, and it's amazing to be part of their success. And I, I really think that uh, what we bring to the table is much more than just a, a one-time solution. By the way, my agenda as an entrepreneur is not just uh, uh, helping in that way, but we have three companies actually, or three brands that are working hand in hand. So we, me and my partner, my partner and I, Juan Carlos, we developed three brands. One of them is dealing with logistics within the uh, Mexico. Uh, it's a 3PL company. And the other is doing an HR for American companies in Mexico. So we are trying to give different solutions for those entrepreneurs. And many of our clients are actually using several of our uh, services uh, uh, in, during their journey. Well, I mean, you're, so is that is that the goal, I guess, is you're going to provide this all-in-one kind of logistical 
for business, you know, kind of puzzle piece. Like if you, if you have a hole here, we have a puzzle or a piece for you here, uh, kind of that bridging of those gaps for businesses. Is that Absolutely. kind of where this, these brands are going to go? Absolutely. So our, 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 uh, I think that what we realize both of us is what we love best is helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. It, it will become our logo, our uh, motto, motto uh, very soon. This is what we are very passionate about. And we are looking at what are the biggest pain points of, of an entrepreneur. It's HR. How do I hire the right people? How do I bring the right talent? I have limited budget. How do I bring somebody that can help me take my company from here up to here? So we have an, a professional HR team that is hiring more cost effectively, cost effectively for those clients, more professionally, bring them the best talent, uh, and we supervise them in our offices here in Mexico. So this is the first one. The second one is obviously the manufacturing that I just talked about. And the last one, many of them, they already have their uh, market in the US. They, this is what they specialize in. But for the really great products, we would like to help them come into Mexico, which is 130 million uh, uh, people market. It's a huge market just across the border. Uh, if, if they already produce in Mexico, it makes total sense to just uh, uh, start selling them there. It's an e-commerce usually, so it's, it's very easy for them to, to get into the market and, uh, yeah, and, and, and get another market that can provide them a very nice growth. For, for the growth of manufacturing, do people have to worry about like the consistency of maybe a, um, like a warehouse or a supplier? Uh, being there, for example, if I'm working with you and I have my products made specifically, they have all these different measurements, colors and whatnot, can it be easily replicated or is there a fear of it being replicated like you would potentially in different countries where I, I know on your website when I'm reading through you're like, hey, have safeguards on copyright and all these different things. Sure. Where's that peace of mind come from when working with uh, a manufacturer in, in Mexico? Because you have to rely on they're going to be there for a long time, but you also have to rely on the fact that no one's going to like come in there and say, you can replicate that. We can just make it a blue or, you know, Absolutely. something along those lines. I think that the answer for that is uh, in two ways. The first one is obviously legal. Every manufacturing that uh, a manufacturer that uh, takes a project with us is signing an NDA. Uh, we make sure that uh, it's not a, uh, we, we, we simply make sure that they, they are reliable. After the vetting process, they sign an NDA and we, we legally we make sure that uh, they are uh, binded to, to uh, supply this uh, protection over the IP of the client. The second is the, the, uh, the second point is, is the culture of the, the country. Mexico, unlike China, is not how would I say it? It's not a country of entrepreneurs in in that in the sense that they are just oh there is a great idea here let's just take it and duplicate it. They like to come to work to do whatever they they need to do and at the end of the day uh, show success in the, the product that they create. But very rarely you meet uh, those type of personalities that are looking to uh, just steal your idea and and uh, and uh, and take it to a uh, to cheaper production and, and just uh, blow the market with the, your genuine idea. And Mexico is, from rules and regulation, is much more regulated than China. It's much easier to hire uh, 
a lawyer and fight for your rights uh, in this country. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest obstacle that you still have to overcome when working with any sort of Mexican, either principality or sort of, you know, supplier manufacturer? What's the biggest obstacle still to the state that you, you, you're constantly like, it's keeping you up at night, Omar. It's, it's like, why, why can we figure this out? Is there, is there one in your mind that you can, yeah, I, I think that, you know, and this is more my company has to deal with it. It's a lot to do with the payment terms in Mexico. Uh, you have to really fight for uh, the right payment terms. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of our uh, manufacturers, especially for the first few projects, they they have a different idea of what payment terms should look like. We need to really uh, something that is very uh, common in the U.S. to get some kind of credit when you do manufacturing is not as easy in uh, Mexico, but this is usually our fight. So we give our clients their uh, terms and our fight is more, how do we uh, subsidize and how do we work with the manufacturer to get the uh, payment terms and, and uh, we are solving it. So typically these, these are the, the main issue that we have as a, as a company. Other than that, uh, it's, it's surprisingly, uh, once you find the right manufacturers and the right uh, partners to do the work, it's surprisingly easy to work uh, in Mexico and I and it's a fun country. So a lot of our clients, when they come to visit for the first time, we had a really good time. And I think it's 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 part of of uh, enjoying what you do. You know, when you 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 work, you want to also have the the time to enjoy it. And uh, when you you come to a place where you enjoy the the time in uh, that country then it's just another plus that you don't see in other places. So I, I guess my, my last question for you potentially would be, we, we went over the benefits, who this is for, who would not be a good fit for this kind of model? Uh, there, there's got to be somebody, it's, it's, they're either too big or too small, who, who's not a good fit uh, to work with you or in this kind of contract manufacturing you know, uh, model, if you will. Okay. I think that the, the first uh, uh, question that the entrepreneur needs to ask himself is what is the quantities that I want to produce? If you are producing a few hundreds and it's a, it's a product that the unit cost is very small, I wouldn't even bother uh, looking outside of the US. It would cost you just too much money. Uh, you have to take into consideration there is logistic cost, there is a, a, a different fees that you'll have to pay during the way during the, the journey in order to reach to the point where you get uh, your products uh, home. Uh, if you are a few thousands of units and more to the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, you're definitely in the right place to, uh, to uh, work with us and work with similar companies like us. I think uh, what, you need to under, what you need to prepare is uh, a good tech pack, a good uh, a CAD, uh, where uh, this can be taken and, and, uh, and created. Uh, if you have prototype, it's a plus, it's not a must. We can do the prototyping uh, in uh, Mexico. If you have an idea that is in a phase that uh, is about to, to be ready, uh, we can definitely help uh, set up an uh, industrial designer to work with you on the last stages or an engineer, industrial engineer to work with you on the last stages. We did it. We have a team of uh, seven engineers that are now working on a, on a brilliant idea that is coming from uh, the US. Uh, so this has been done. But of course, the, 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 
it, it needs to make sense business-wise to us as a company and it needs to make sense to you as, a, as an entrepreneur to go out of the country in order to, uh, to go for production. Uh, yeah, I think that, that's the only, only thing. I was going to say, what, what gets you excited in this regards? Is it, is it still that puzzle, that puzzle mentality of I'm trying to, to fit the pieces and help people bridge that gap still? Or what gets you excited to get uh, to continue on this journey? I am, uh, I'm a solution guy. I love, uh, and my partner is the same. He's like, uh, if you talk to my partner, Juan Carlos, the one sentence that come, comes out of his mouth regularly is don't worry about it. We take care of it. And, Surprisingly, it always uh, we always find uh, solutions for uh, any problems that there are, and we faced a lot of very very difficult uh, obstacles. We love providing solutions, and I think that uh, when somebody comes to work with us, he really finds that we work twenty four seven. There are no week. If if a, a client sends me something and it's urgent and it's on the weekend, my team will work. The 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 as they are entrepreneurs and they think about it 24-7, we do the same for them because we care about the, 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 their well-being. We want to make sure they, they focus on what's important for them and the rest of it we'll find a solution for. And uh, we are, I'm enjoying on the personal side being part of creative team. I think that I have like a two, two sides to me. One is very creative and the other one is like I'm a, I'm a productive person. I like things to happen. And uh, I, I think that in this set, I, I found uh, the combination that is simply perfect for me. And I hope that I bring the, the, the value to my clients. I think they enjoy it. I don't know. I'm not the, the one to testify for it, but I think that they like the enthusiasm and they like that we are uh, actually, we bring the, the solution to the table all the time. Amazing. And where, where did the name Wittrek come from? I'm, I'm very curious to know the, the, what's it, the origin story of, of names and combinations of things because people name it after themselves or they can, they have, you know, former businesses. Where did it come from? You know, so wit is wit, you know, and uh, track is like a journey. Okay. And so it's the very simple. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, it looks very simple, but it took us uh, weeks of very hard work and a great uh, company, a uh, marketing company uh, that helped us uh, uh, vet everything and then get to that uh, name. And uh, eventually, I, th I think it really uh, encapsulates all everything that we we try to bring to uh, the to this business, which is it's a journey, and you need to be smart about this journey. Amazing stuff. Well, thank you so much for hopping on Crossover Commerce today. Uh, I know we've linked out to your profile on LinkedIn. What's the best way to connect with businesses like yourself or uh, you, either you or to Wittrek in general? What's the best I, way to I do that? Think, uh, email will be also a great way to get a hold of me. My uh, email is O-M-E-R, it's Omer, at Wittrek.com. Uh, I think that's the best uh, way uh, to just shoot me an email. Let me know if you have any uh need uh, we are here to to help otherwise on the website you can find more uh, details it's wetrack.com very simple and uh, that's it i think it's very easy to get a hold of us we have uh, again solutions in hr manufacturing and 3pl in mexico and we are looking forward to to hear from potential uh, 
great entrepreneurs that are looking to find solution in Mexico. Amazing. And we can, we put that email address here in the, the banner at the bottom, Omer, and his, uh, his email address, Omer at Wittrek.com. For those listening, again, those will be in the show notes. Uh, you can reach out to Omer as well. Make sure you check out the transcription and it'll be in there as well. But Omer, thank you so much for hopping out today. Just kind of like peeling back just the first layer. I know we can go a little bit deeper. There's so many nuances of what you guys are doing. I guess if you, before you had to go, the second half where we hit August, it's August 2nd already. So we're hitting the back stretch of 2021. What if you had to, if you had to forecast like what, what the next couple of months are going to look like in terms of what you're working on and kind of what the future holds in this kind of space of the industry, what's it look like for you? I think uh, right now it's super busy for us. We just signed uh, on Friday, a huge contract for uh 91,000 units of uh, game card. Uh, we are about to uh, start production for an electronics, uh, 20,000 units. It's it's super busy for us right now. We are getting clients on a daily basis. Our team is working really around the clock to uh, find and, and develop new uh, uh, leads to manufacturers. Uh, I'm blessed. I think that the corona to many created a lot of... Uh, problems, but I think that in manufacturing in Mexico, it, 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 it's quite the opposite. A lot of uh, uh, new opportunities uh, has uh, grow, has, has presented themselves in, in Mexico. And I'm very excited for uh, these six months, for the next uh, couple, in the next two quarters. It's going to look great. Well, I'm excited for you too. And thank you so much again for taking some time. I know you're with family over there, so hopefully everything, you're staying safe. Uh, and every yeah. travels, you know, going to be a breeze for you and you're, you're coming back to Mexico soon enough. So I'm excited to, uh, continue to keep an eye out what you and your team are doing. And, uh, if you have questions again for Wittrek or Omer, go ahead and check them out with that, uh, shoot them a quick email and let them know that crossover commerce sent you. Thanks so much, Omer, for Thank taking you, the time to spend with us today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Again, and thank you everyone who is watching and listening to Crossover Commerce. Again, this is episode 135, Contract Manufacturing. If you have questions, let us know. If you if you didn't get the questions that you wanted answered, go ahead and shoot us a note. You can either email myself or just shoot us a direct message on social media by following either myself or Ping Pong Payments on social media. We're on all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Go ahead and follow us or shoot us a message on there and then you can also follow us on youtube which is where all these videos for past 134 episodes including today's will be um located as well this is 135 we go live on these shows to bring you the best and brightest experts and uh the amazon and e-commerce space that being said we have more content coming out your way later this week uh we're going to be talking about credit using your credit in order to travel and then also use it to grow your business and what that looks like. So I'm excited to talk about credit. Um, typically has a negative stigma, but we're going to be talking about how to make it play to your advantage um, to grow your business. So that being said, my name is Ryan Kramer. This is my show, Crossover Commerce. Thanks for subscribing to our channel or just downloading and giving us a thumbs up or rating on all your favorite podcast channels. Again, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, uh, YouTube or wherever you might listen to your podcast, go ahead and do that and subscribe to our future episodes and you can go back and listen to past ones as well. Thank you so much for hopping on Crossover Commerce. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll catch you next time on Crossover Commerce. Take care.